Fair enough, and welcome to Popcorn Boys, the movie podcast. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for. Good morning, Vietnam! First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? Can we talk about something other than Hollywood for a change? No, I don't go to the movies much. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. So what's your podcast about? Um, the movies. You were just saying off camera that at the end of the last episode when we said there's this weird French guy who introduces all his YouTube videos with hi, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't true. That wasn't well, true. I thought it was true. Um, he says it once, and that one time is the time that I played on the podcast. <laughs> I think maybe um, uh, my friend Andrew Cox, who said, showed it to me, he said he does say it other times, it's kind of scattered in the middle of videos, it'd be very hard to find. Yeah, well, the it, it, I just like the idea of someone... Uh, you know, doesn't have a language as their, you know, using something as their second language, completely misusing a phrase in a funny way. I just think it's so fun. the most common one. I remember whenever I would ask when I was an English teacher, I'd ask my students like, uh, like, oh, like, how's your English? And they always go so 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 so. Like this. And they <laughs> like all say it, and it's like it's just subtly wrong, you know? Yeah. Like no one actually said uses that that way. I how was the film. The film was so so. Mm. Yeah, like you don't really I feel like you could say that. How how are you good at guitar? So so. Yeah. Now, maybe how not. are you feeling? So so. They like so so. Um my friend Hugh was telling me a guy he works with had a funny one where he used to use the phrase me fella in the wrong way where he would say like <laughs> oh I'm going for drinks now with me fella and he thought it meant like his friend or he thought it just meant a guy or me like fella. my friend so he'd be like oh me and me fella are gonna go to the cinema tonight and stuff like that and then he'd be like do you know what that means and apparently he got it because he first heard the word because someone said like there's a new fella starting today and he's like oh new fella and then he'd hear people saying me fella and then that was it so, just dating loads of people yeah yeah he's uh, going to cinema with his fella <laughs> Um, that's nice come here i have, I have a, another thing i want to follow up after so when i raised last week the issue of me not kind of getting over brendan fraser and you accused me of of exhibiting toxic masculine behavior with yes. that mm-hmm. which I, I you know i thought about i didn't you know i reflected on that a bit and i decided no i'll stand my ground and i'm glad that i thought that and brian hogan who's a long-term listener of the pod mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um he sent me a message saying Man, hard agree on Brendan Fraser. I know it's the hater in me talking, but he's really milking the tears. They should give him another Oscar for all his media appearances where he pretends to be a big mope. So there. That, you're saying just because one person, just because there's another person in he's the a, world as spiteful as you, he's you a think great that's guy. a vindication of, of he's yourself? He's a great guy. <laughs> he's not. He's a good, he's, he's a, a great all, guy. That just says a lot more about Brian Hogan's character than it does uh, about your opinions on well, Brendan Fraser. Well, I haven't, I, let me what text did you get saying that you were right i you know the silence that showed me that i was right the silence that, that's of, how it goes yeah the, the, no one the, the, no the one people, comes to back you that means you're correct well just the, the, i think there was a quiet appreciation for what i had to say well okay if you think if you think i was right about uh saying that mark was very harsh on brendan fraser and, and that i'm enjoying the renaissance mm-hmm. um send me a, a message and uh, or we'll do a poll on the Instagram. Okay, yeah, we'll do a yeah. poll on the Instagram. Is the is Brennan is Brennan Fraser a, a a winger? Is that what you called him in the last episode? Listen, as I said, just to just to clarify again, at the start I was like, fair play. He's had a tough time. He's coming back. He's doing a few interviews. Mm-hmm. He's had a tough, blah blah blah. Now he's milking it. Move on, Brendan. You're back. <laughs> You've won the Oscar. You're back. 
Stop whinging. Me thinks this isn't the last you've heard of Fraser. Anyway, uh, we're really happy to be back on the not, podcast. He's going to be fucking crying on every fucking... Anyway, go on. <laughs> we are delighted to be back on the podcast uh, with what is a very cool week. This week is Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring to you a selection. Mark has been doing his utmost to watch as many Bad Cop thrillers uh, as possible. Yep. What? Uh, what? So can you kind of... What is a Bad Cop film? Uh, just like just just um movies where there's like corrupt police stuff going on, you okay. know, like the police are doing bad stuff. So uh, what, I just thought of another g- one there. Give me a Training Day. I Tra- guess like I guess The Departed. The Departed. The Departed. Training Day. These are kind of bad. Where where there's a person uh, who you know a police are they just outrightly bad or are they doing what's necessary to get the bad guy? No, no. In the in this case, the police are are bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Sometimes, like, well, yeah. It, it, sometimes you know the lines are blurred. They have to. They have to. To what's what's the word? You know, like Dirty Harry. I actually think Dirty Harry is a, just a bad guy, but he would kind of go. Mm not play by the book and yeah but the cops who don't play that by the book i think that that's generally what i understand to be bad cop but this is corrupt cop you're doing corrupt cop mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. well we have a, we have a selection of corrupt cop films i saw the new film um luther which is a adaptation of the the film with idris elba uh, mark has seen internal affairs serpico copland and uh, a few others so we're going to be reviewing them later on the show but i think uh, the first thing that we need to get talk about is the fact that i met brian cox yeah so you were invited to london because you were on this podcast yes mm. <laughs> uh, so brian cox ex- he requested that someone from popcorn boys unfortunately mark was busy with work uh, uh come and interview him and so i got an exclusive interview uh he's a huge fan of the pod um <laughs> <laughs> no i was so uh, now our uh invited me to go to this very strange event um Brian Cox is launching the new season of Succession, mm-hmm. uh, which is a show I really, really like. And I was asked to come along. Me too. I, like, I love that show. So I uh, I came along and he was opening up the London City Stock Exchange. Perfect. And they they wanted me to come along and do some like videos and all that kind of thing. And then they kind of said like at the back of it, they were like, you know, you also might interview him. If you want to interview him, you can interview him. And I was kind of like, um, maybe uh, because I like that's not really what I i'm i'm good at they're not my skills uh mm-hmm. and they were yeah. and then i and they were like if you're going to interview him give us your ideas my first idea was you know the way he says fuck off a lot he goes fuck off mm-hmm. was i was like ask him uh to say feck off you know to kind of give it an irish edge mm. right they said absolutely not he will not allow anyone to ask him to do that he doesn't want to be in character he wants to like you know do his thing uh yeah, fair. It, i think it's probably some sort of contract thing that he doesn't have to be in character mm. then i was like okay i'm gonna ask him uh like i'm a big softy you play very in, uh, uh intimidating guys you play agamemnon and the guy in braveheart and 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 logan roy intimidating and hannibal lecter and hannibal lecter right and uh, which we reviewed recently mm-hmm. um and so i was like teach me how to be intimidating but then um <laughs> then i got to the moment where i was gonna they were like you have 30 seconds uh the, as i was walking over they're like you have 30 seconds he is in a terrible mood oh and i was like okay and he was just standing there uh he's kind of small but he's so intimidating he just has an air of kind of like grumpiness about him 
Um, it was. It was. He. He seems to be like standing on his own in this landing area of a yeah. hotel or something. Where? Where was he? He was in the London Stock Exchange. He opened up the Stock Exchange. It was really weird. There was like, like a quartet playing the Succession themed tune. He walked out. There's loads of like influencers and you know <clears throat> people marketing and stuff like that all around him. He walks out to complete silence because the guys who were meant to be playing the theme tune. He walks out. They didn't weren't playing yet. He walks out in character, kind of. And walks up to this weird, the way they open the stock exchange, there's this weird like screen. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, there's all these numbers floating across uh, with like the, the you know, the, the currencies. All of them red at the minute, by the way. Nice. Everything red. Everything's Time going down. I Time was like, man, is there a fucking recession going on? Like, this mm. looks bad. All these numbers going down red. And then there's just like five, four, three, two, one. And then Brian Cox like, presses some button on the computer and then it goes like what? that and then the numbers kind of explode across these screens towards all of us and then it's just like this insane thing and then he's just started there in what? silence this is how the stock exchange opens and then um i thought they just rang a bell no yeah that's how they i don't know they've made a high tech Okay. Uh, and then, I don't know, he says nothing. Everyone just starts kind of applauding because they don't know what to do. Mm. And it was like, I don't, what, what are we clapping here? Was, was it a bit of a non-event, like, when it happened? No, it was, it was very, I thought it was, one of, I thought it was like, this is performance art. It's completely unintentional, but this is, mm. like, performance art. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, basically, yeah, I went up and interviewed him afterwards. He seemed in a bad mood. I, I was so nervous, I scrapped my question, which was a bit fun. And then I just went, Ryan, uh, do you... Oh, do you, do you like Ireland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said, like, uh, where would you go if you were to go to Ireland or something, did yeah. you? Yeah. And he was perfectly pleasant in his response, but his demeanor was so scary. And I just, when someone says you've got, like, two things, they were like, you've got 30 seconds, he's in a terrible mood. It's just, like, not a great conversation starter. You should have asked him for investment advice. Yeah. I couldn't ask him anything fun whatsoever. Mm. Um. Anyway, he did an interview afterwards, and... The person asked him what uh, his favorite minute, uh, if, if the show was a British show or an American show. Mm-hmm. He said it was a British show. And then he said, within two sentences, he said, and this is, and Britain is a, is it UK is, it, is this is a shit country. And, uh, oh, wow. But it's, it, it's because we are a feudalist society and we need to abolish the monarchy. Said, oh, wow. The shit, the, we, it's a feudalist society. We need to abolish the monarchy. And then the interviewer went, that's great, Brian. And can you tell us one of your favorite quotes from the show? Oh my god! <laughs> so the um, the, was there any like champagne or anything going? Uh, no, there were tiny, tiny bagels. I saw those really yeah. small bagels. Were they nice? They were not. You just popped them in your mouth um, like bagel bites. And then yeah. Anyway, that was it. I met Brian Cox. That's cool. I asked him to come on the pod. Uh, did he, what did he say? <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess he has come on the pod because we'll, we'll play a bit of the clip. Uh, and, uh, yeah. He's essentially, you know, friend of the show, Brian Cox. Uh, um, I noticed in the show succession, they go to lots of really glamorous locations uh, like Italy and France and all these wonderful places. Uh, I noticed they never actually went to Ireland. I was wondering, you know, why? And if you could choose a location in Ireland, uh, where would you choose? Like, oh, well, I would visit probably... I would go from where my, my people came from, which is just outside in a skeleton in a town land called Largy. Okay. So I would probably want to go there. And where would the road stay in Largy? What would they do there? I have no idea. <laughs> <A> tent. <laughs> um, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he, who's the most famous person you ever met? Um, 
Probably him. That's nice. I mean, he's. Would you say he's like one of the most famous people in the world at the minute? Definitely not. He, but he's quite hot right now. But definitely not one of the most famous people in the world. If you you know the way there's an IMDb star ranking, yeah. Do you know what that do you know what that is? Like, do you think you could just go up to go up like get on the Dublin bus now, and if you just showed a photograph of Brian Cox to the whole bus, what percentage of people on the bus would say that's Brian Cox? Okay, I'd say a hundred percent would go. Oh yeah, I know him. A hundred percent of them would say that. How many would know his name? I'd say forty percent. Mm. Confidently. Okay. Yeah, you think? Do you want to see what the IMDb Pro st- top star meter is? Yeah. Number one is Ashley Johnson. <laughs> Literally never heard of that person. Who is she? I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, She's the biggest star in the world. Avengers right Assemble, Blind Spot, and The Last of Us. Damn. Um, number two is Kehoi Kwan. That's cool. Brendan Fraser is number three. Pedro Pascal is number four. Pedro Pascal, yeah. Okay, we're looking at. He's not here. Oh my God, am I wrong? <laughs> He's not even in the top 20. Oh my God, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Maybe there's no TV in this. Maybe. He is in movies. No, he's not even He's not even in this. I'm, sc- I'm still scrolling. Wait, go back up. Who is number one? I want to see who number one is. Uh, number one, her name is Ashley Johnson. Jesus, I've never seen that person in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lee's number nine. Uh, I can't believe he's not. I was so confident he was going to be number one. I was I was gonna say I met the Man, number what? one most famous person in the world. What do you, what world do you live in that you think he's the most famous person in the world? I just think no he's offense, really hot like right it's great now. that you met I him. I think he's hot right now. He's hot. Yeah. Okay, look, he's not in the top one hundred. So mm. I'm, I, I, am I am I in there? Let's have a look. Mark Byrne. There's gonna be like I would say seven or eight actors called Mark Byrne. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can find out his ranking. I'll find out. Brian Cox. Ah, no, he's 50, he's number 57. Okay, that's not too bad. He's number 57. Nice, nice. So there you go. I met the 57th most famous person in the world the other day. He's the most famous person I've ever met. Congrats. Uh, what about you? What's the most famous person you've ever met? Um, I met David Hasselhoff. Did you actually? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did. He's, he's more famous than Brian Cox. Well, what can I say? <laughs> um, that's it. Yeah. Will we, uh, will we get into the movies? Yeah, let's go to the movies. Before Bad Cop Week, I wanted to talk about a film that I went to see this week, which was uh, Creed. Bad Cop, Good Boxer. Good Boxer. And it kind of has a good goody-baddy kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that was interesting is I, went, I was in London. It was right before I met Brian Cox. And um, <laughs> uh, I, I went to the cinema... And I, I sat down and they were doing the pre-cinema ads and there was just an ad for Ireland. Nice. Uh, do you know the way sometimes they just have, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the ad? And it was Sharon Horgan, who's really great. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Ireland, Irish people, they're just the best. And Ireland, oh my God, it's lovely. It's such a great place. <laughs> and then, just like, yeah. like footage of cliffs and stuff. Was yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's do you want to try guess some of the spots that were in it? Cliffs Mower. Yeah. Uh, oh, the burn. It was actually more Dublin focused, I think. Oh, okay. Haypenny Bridge? No. The, the Guinness Storehouse? 40 foot. Yeah. And then Docky. Yes. I felt like they were like, we only have like a half hour to make this. Like, we're, we're the nearest spots. Docky. Um, but anyway, I was watching this, Sharon Horgan's on it. And then uh, there's a scene in, do you know the pub, uh, Queens in Docky? No. It's, it's on the main street next to the castle in Docky. And mm-hmm. it's... Uh, kind of an iconic spot or whatever. And John Spill, 
uh, he's a comedian. He mm-hmm. was the waiter. I oh. know him well. I've actually kissed him on the lips once. Nice. And um, <laughs> and and he was just there. And I was in the cinema, and I was kind of like a bit dazed. And then I looked up, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Bill!" There you go. And uh, and I kind of looked around, and you know when something cool is happening to you, but there's no one you can tell. Yeah. I was like, "Oh God, guys, that's I know him." There you go. But there's no one cared. Oh, I don't really either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm saying it down. It's not even entertaining to you. Yeah. I saw a guy that I know in the cinema. I have actually a similar... Did I tell you about when I was reading the book and it said something about Bonn, Switzerland? No. It was Bonn in Switzerland or Bern. Which is which? Bonn? Bonn, Bonn is the old capital of Germany. Wait, Bern is in Switzerland. Bern, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Bern. B-E-R-N-E. Yeah. Anyway, I was reading this book and blah, 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 reading away, reading away. And then there was these two guys in the cafe and it was just me and these two guys in the cafe. And then... It, it was some like nerdy sci-fi book and it got to a bit where they said they'd, they'd received some some transmission and they traced it back to Bern in Switzerland. And then just as I read that, the two guys at the side, one of the guys like, I'm probably going to move back to Bern in Switzerland. Like I'm a kind of a Bern expert at this stage. I just spent so much time there and I just feel like I'm going to, and I was like, oh my God. Oh. And then I got up with my book and I walked over to the guys. I was like, guys, look at this. And I showed them the book <laughs> oh and I was like, God. it says Bern, Switzerland. And you guys are talking about Bern, Switzerland. And like they've never mentioned that place in this book before. <laughs> like the book's set in, in, in America. And I was like, isn't that crazy? And they both were just like, um, yeah, okay. Oh God. Oh, I'll go. Like, oh, Thanks. I'll Imagine go. you were just talking to some random person came up and started gesturing yeah. at their book going, yeah. I just read the word that you said. I was just listening to your conversation and I, <laughs> that's, and I yeah. yeah, it was, uh, I was just listening to your conversation. Yeah. And pretending to read. And then yeah. I noticed a word in the book that matched something you said. I'm cross-referencing everything you say in the book that I'm reading. I liked, uh, <laughs> I thought it was good. I feel like if someone came over and said that to me, I would have said, take a seat. Let's share a, slice of cake or something. Did you take a seat? No, I went and... That would have been even funnier if sat you sat, sat on down and said, so why, so why are you moving? No, <laughs> I swallowed my pipe and hot coffee down very fast and got out of there. <laughs> um, anyway, after the Fall to Ireland ad, mm-hmm. there was a film following that. Yes, sorry, yeah. Okay, so the, the, this is uh, Creed, uh, which is the biggest film out. It's number one film at the minute. Uh, Michael B. Johnson directed and here is what I thought. Hey, so I just went to see Creed 3 in uh, the cinema in London, and there's a train going by me at the minute, so I hope that's not too loud on the voice message. Uh, this is a Michael B. Jordan-directed film. I hadn't actually seen Creed 1 or 2, but it's within the Rocky anthology. I know that he's like Apollo Creed's son. I know that this one, Rocky, isn't in it. He's absent. It's kind of, you know, Creed is now taken over as the sort of legend of the series. Um, and basically, we have... Uh, Apollo Creed, no, Apollo Creed's son, (laughs) Adonis Creed, who has reached the pinnacle of his career. He's fighting this final fight to prove that he's, you know, one of the best of all time, and uh, and he wins it, and then he retires, and that's the that's where we find Adonis Creed. He's lived uh, the good life. He's boxed. He's proved he was worth it, and um, and you know he's he's got this life where he's a trainer and a promoter and a businessman, but he doesn't seem totally fulfilled. He's closed off. He's, um, I don't know, he, he doesn't seem totally satisfied with the retired life, giving up his gloves, that kind of thing. His wife also is kind of in a similar position to him, uh, and he, he's, she finds him very frustrating because he won't, he's, he's quite closed off. She wants to kind of get to know him about, he clearly has some past traumas, this kind of stuff, um, but he won't get into it. He's very closed off with her. And then enter, I think his name is uh, Jonathan Majors, who is a friend from Creed's past, 
who, uh, you know, they, they had some sort of incident happen together that slowly gets revealed through flashback over the course of the film, where uh, which led to Jonathan Major spending 18 years in prison when he was a very promising boxer. He was the better of the two when they were younger. He ends up spending 18 years in prison, and um, now he's come out at the end of what, you know, at the end of his boxing prime, so to speak, and he comes to Creed and he says, listen, I still want to be champ. Uh, Creed is filled with some sort of guilt from the incident that happened in the past and he starts giving this guy uh, a chance but obviously the the trauma and the relationship between the two of them starts to cause a lot of tension uh, also you know this guy coming into his life causes tension with his wife uh, causes tension with the boxing gym he starts lashing out he has his daughter who's deaf and there's a lot of asl sign language in the film and there's a lot of these different plot points and all this stuff but generally uh, the film kind of goes from there um I really like this film, actually. I, actually, I, I was thinking about it, like, you know, was this just a good film or was it a great film? I think it really, really worked. I thought it was very well directed. The best part of it, I think, was the boxing sequences, which are, don't look like a real boxing match at all because they're actually getting, like, you know, there's, like, 70 knockout punches in each of the fights. Like, it doesn't really look like a real boxing match after watching a couple of them recently. You know, Tyson Fury and all those guys, like, it, they're mainly hugging most of the time. These guys don't hug. They're dancing around each other. They're just, like, giving each other knockout punches constantly. Uh, but it's done in a really interesting way. There's some cool boxing scenes where, like, the whole audience disappears and it's just the two of them. They do a really good job with the sound. Um, I think the relationship and the way it's not, like, a black and white goody versus baddie. Uh, you know, the villains are kind of more complex. Uh, I think they did that really well. The relationship with his wife and his daughter, I thought, was done really well, you know, with the sign language and the whole, like, you know, I don't know, just the, the gentleness, uh, the way you can use hands in a gentle way and the way you can use hands as a violent way. Um, and this whole kind of central thing is, you know, sometimes you just got to fight in that kind of old American way. And I just, I really liked it. I thought it was a good movie uh, and recommend watching it. Ah, I'm glad to hear that was good. Yeah, it was good. It's, I, uh, yeah, you haven't seen the first two Creeds. I haven't seen the first two, um, and I, I I really like Rocky. Mm. Uh, I got a bit bored of them as they continued, but um, I like Rocky number one is is one of my favorite films. Yeah. Um, one and two are excellent. Yeah. Three and four, fun but shit. Five yeah. very shit, and then six very good. Which one's six? Six is when he's back again. <laughs> but six came out like when we were in secondary school. Okay, I can't, I can't remember six. The, the this was good. Uh, one thing that was is just insane is the thing that happened between him and this new and the guy who comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, the wife doesn't know about it, right? The wife has no idea who this man is. Yeah, he's married and he has a kid with her, right? And yeah. she asks him like, "What's going on? Who is this guy?" I'm like, "This is this seems to have been." maybe the biggest thing that happened in this guy's life and his wife yeah. doesn't know about it. And you're like, okay, like that's a bit mental, like that she doesn't know about that, but like whatever. He also seems to have lived in some sort of like um, orphanage or something like that for like several years as a child. Mm-hmm. And his wife was like, why didn't you tell me about that? And I'm like, what? How does she not know about that? Yeah. There's so, and then the whole thing is like, he's really closed off, but like he seems closed off to her in a level where it's like, does she know anything about him? Does she him? know who he is? This, like, this yeah. so, like, it's it's a weird plot, like, plot hole where you're like, the wife actually doesn't even seem to know who he is, yeah, yeah. what he did during most of his childhood, like, uh, who his closest friend was who helped mm. him through his teens. It's just like, I'm just kind of like that. 
didn't really work for me. But the rest of the film I thought was great. Very good. And is it because it's Creed 1 I thought was so good. Mm. Like, and is Sylvester Stallone in this one? No, not at all. He's oh, yeah. completely absent. They mention Rocky by name, but it's more... Uh, I think they mention Rocky once or twice. but mm. uh, but uh, And then Apollo Creed is... Because it's his dad. Yeah, he's yeah, mentioned yeah. a few times. Because Rocky... Like, I thought Creed... I've never seen Creed 2, but I got the impression based on the trailers that like Creed 1 was like an earnest good film boxing film and then Creed 2 looked like they were going a bit more flashy over the top stuff like the way the Rocky films went and I only assumed that this one would be even more over the top and flashy Mm. and crazy but it seems like they made a pretty good movie out of it yeah I think so uh like I mean it's 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 uh it's like when you enter these films, like, I, I don't know, you know, you're not spoiling anything. When you go see a Rocky film, you know that Rocky is going to have a tough time of it, but he's going to come out champ at the end, right? He's the forever oh. champion. Well, like, I mean, in some, sometimes he loses, right? But like, he, uh, he has kind of the winning moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, he always wins kind of. Yeah. He always wins uh, sort of spiritually or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. And so like you go in, into the film waiting for that kind of thing to happen. Um, mm. And, and like, and like, you know, it's, it's, it's got its cliche moments and it is quite cliche, but I think they, they did it in a really good way. And I think the performances are good. I like Michael B. Jordan. I think he's great. Um, is the, there the, a montage? Is there a training montage? Yeah, the montage, I will say the montage I felt could have been better. It came in too quick. Mm. The song didn't do it for me. Uh, and I just think, you know, they, they did have the, but it's just always better on horns. Um, oh, okay, with the brass okay. band, and they didn't yeah. really. And then they could, if you have that song and you're allowed to use it, like use the shit out of it. They yeah, didn't yeah. use it, uh, but I did. Thought, I thought the soundtrack was really good. I actually did something I haven't done in fucking years. I went onto Spotify. I said Creed soundtrack. Um, wow, because so I haven't listened to much hip hop recently. But I was like, it's great, kind of like old school. Oh, old school. Yeah, and you know, I meet you. Yeah, you're an old, you're an old, old school, school old school and guy. So I was listening to some of the tracks. I think the music was really done very well. The, the, the mon- montage wasn't the best montage. I've the seen. montage in Creed One is class. There's a bit where like all these local kids in Philadelphia are all driving around on um, quad bikes, and they all do like wheelies up the street while like behind him while he's running on the quad bikes. It's class. <laughs> That's good. Um, no, this I is pretty standard. There's the, you know, the one that you hit with one hand. Yeah, on the, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. attached to the thing. You go, it has that guy, um, has push-ups and like, you know, uh, running on the beach and all that kind of stuff. So. Remember, Rock, was it, I can't remember if it was Rocky 1 or 2 where, where he's like trying to catch the chicken in the, he's like chasing a chicken around trying to catch it. I think it. that's, is that not the one where he's against the Russian, is it? Maybe. I, I was I just thinking there when you were saying, when you said he always wins, I actually can't. It's it's so good about those films that like it, it doesn't really matter whether he wins or loses. It usually only even says the winner. It like mm. isn't it like in Rocky one or maybe two? And I know in six mm. he kind of leaves the ring before they even announce the winner because he just wanted to yeah. go the whole twelve rounds. He's like, yeah, I'm out of here. That's Don't so care. good. It's yeah. so nice. Like I at the at the yeah. end of Rocky one does he win? I can't. I think he loses. Uh, he no. I think it's a draw. I'm not sure. I think he, he might. wins. He be, I think he he beats he beats Apollo Creed or he puts on a good fight or something. I think I think Apollo wanted a rematch. That's in two. Yeah. Apollo wanted a rematch because he was like for him the world champion to lose against some mm. schmuck from Philadelphia mm. or not to lose but to to even have to go twelve rounds. He's like I need to fight again. But maybe he did win. I'm pretty sure he loses in the first one though. Yeah, I think he doesn't loses. matter. Um, no, it's not about that. Uh, it's not. <laughs> I saw a clip of just to kind of keep going on on. 
Sylvester Sloan. I just saw a clip of, of Rambo on TikTok. You know, they sometimes you'd be scrolling through TikTok. I know you don't really, but if you might scroll through it and you just get an episode of like uh, Banged Up Abroad mm-hmm. and you'll you'll watch it in like 30 parts. Uh, but I, I just got, I got a lot of clips of movies now and I got the opening sequence of Rambo. Yeah. And like, man, Sylvester Stallone, his face is so crazy. Yeah, yeah, It's, it's not. such a crazy face. I don't yeah. know anyone who looks like that. Yeah, I don't know anyone who looks like that. Either. He's got the biggest face in the world. Yeah, he's huge. But I, I think, I think there was like, this could be made up. But I think maybe there was like birth complications, and they had to use like the the clampers to get him out, and they kind of squashed his head. Well, he looks good. Yeah, he's a handsome. Like oh, it worked really out handsome. well. But yeah, I think maybe he got his head got squashed. His when he head was... is incredible. It's like a huge thing, and then they, he has like the hair is like a mullet and. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, on that, like, like a good segue, I guess, from there. Yeah. So one of the cop films that I watched yes. was called Copland, starring Sylvester Stallone. Oh, amazing. Well, let's yeah. keep the Stallone train going. Let's keep the Stallone train. Um, I actually watched two. Well, I don't know if I'll talk about it, but I yeah. also watched another one, but maybe I will. No, do, but, do. Okay, um, so we're in, we're in Bad Cop, Bad Cop Town. Bad Cop, Bad Cop, yeah. Yeah. So I watched, uh, yeah, as, as you said at the start, watched a few corrupt cop films. Um, why, why was this? Why did you want to watch a load of Because I just watched one randomly, a Richard Gere film, because I like Richard Gere a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, I kind of like this kind of buzz of the corrupt cops. And then I was like, there's a lot of films like this. And I might just watch a load of them. Mm-hmm. They're usually set in New York as well, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, I didn't watch the Sylvester Stallone one first, but I'll talk about it because he's in it. This film is fucking crazy. I put up that thing on our Instagram saying, any recommendations of corrupt cop movies? And a mm-hmm. few people recommended this film called Copland, which I had never heard of. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of it? No, never heard of it's it. It's starring... Okay, let me load this up. So the two, the, two, <laughs> the two main actors in it are Robert De Niro and Sylvester Stallone. Holy guacamole. Yeah. And then it also stars uh, Harvey Keitel, Ray Liotta, um, basically... Uh, I thought they'd be okay. Bigger. So all the all the gang, all it's the gangs the, there. The full cast of the Sopranos is basically in it. Even like <laughs> even um, you mean the Goodfellas? No, no Sopranos. Oh, so, really? Like, what's Tony's wife called? Jesus, I should know that. Car- Carmela. Carmela. Mm. Carmela's in it. Um, Artie Bucco who owns the restaurant. He's in it. Okay. Uh, and then Goodfellas, like Ray Liotta is in it, and and Harvey Keitel is in it. Jesus. So it's like all of them plus De Niro plus Sylvester Stallone, and it's about this town that's just outside of. Uh, just outside of New York and for some reason like these cops they register as traffic cops so they can live there and they don't have to live in the state but then they can they, it's kind of like this lawless town because it's all cops that live there and oh. they're kind of like anything goes here we can behave how we want because mm-hmm. the cops aren't going to do anything because we are cops too and they're getting up some like kind of nasty shit but then Sylvester Stallone is the he's the sheriff of this town okay but, but he he it's his dream to be a uh an NYPD police officer. But, okay. But he is, um, he, he went deaf, uh, doing a heroic act as a young man. And mm-hmm. because he went deaf, he yeah. can't be a police officer. The heroic ah. act he did was actually, so it shows it. It's so funny. He basically, someone is drowning and he smashes, <laughs> he smashes a car window. The car is sinking and he just yeah. says something. And he smashes the car window in with like his ear. It shows him do it. What? He like, She's like banging on the window and then he like loafs his head in ear first into the door, which is just, you would never, ever do that. And then because no stones of that, nearby. he went deaf, um, 
but it's such a good notoriously movie. the hardest part of the body yeah the ear. <laughs> it, but it's it's you know like in ga- like those old gangster films all the guys wear absolutely massive clothes so like they wear their Giant. shirts are always yeah. huge and they yeah. wear like these polo shirts that are massive mm. and it's just like all the it's basically like goodfellas but they're all cops so but, so all the cops are bad and then we have our sorry our one good cop so then we have sylvester sloan but he's kind of like a em- good cop. emasculated by them all because they're he's he's quite he's kind of simple he's like a car he's like a rocky one okay. he's like rocky behaves and he's yeah, just yeah. Going, hey i just i don't know what just hey, you guys you know, uh, he's like hey he's not so bad this guy is okay and like <laughs> he's just doing that the whole time but they really take advantage of him and okay. like at times he'll try and pull them over and 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 he'll be like, hey, you were going pretty fast there. And they'll go, ah, ah, whatever his name is. Let's just say his name's Rocky. Mm. They're like, ah, Rocky, you know, we're, we're pals. And then they go away. And then you kind of get, get the idea that, you know, the internal affairs. I'm really just explaining this movie. Very much. Yeah, the, the, the internal Good. affairs guys from New York get, um, get wind of get this? wind that this town, there's some corrupt shit mm. going down. And then they say to Sylvester Stallone, listen, buddy, you're the sheriff of this town. You're going to need to clamp down. And he's like, hey, these guys are my pals. I, you know, they're good guys. And then the internal yeah. affairs guys were like, no, they're taking advantage of you, Sylvester. You're going to have to man up and and do what's right. And man up he does. And then, and then we'll see what happens from there. It's so good. Okay. It's very 90s. Very, uh, yeah. very just 90s uh, what, uh, what, so gangster it's, it's, film. It, I guess with these <laughs> good cop, bad cop films, there's always a good cop. Yeah. In bad cop films, there's always... The good guy who's trying to actually do the job good, mm-hmm. um, and is the, is it shooty shooty action bang bang bang? No, there's very little shooting or anything in it. It's a lot of well, there's some, but it's a lot of just a hey, come on, <laughs> that kind of, <laughs> a lot of that kind of stuff. All oh, you know? right, okay, okay, that sounds entertaining. Let yeah, me tell you, like, hey, come on, let's, hey, what are you doing? What's going? So, are these mobsters? Or are they? Because I don't know what... I mean, cop, the cops are the mobsters. I don't want to go stereotype here, but I thought we were the cops, and I thought Italians were the mobsters. I thought the Irish ran the, were the cops, no? Well, that's the thing, but Robert De Niro is Irish, you know, so... Is he? Well, he was the Irishman in The Irishman. Oh, that's true, yeah. Well, that so, means he's Irish, yeah. We're all the same. And with a name like Robert De Niro, yeah. I mean, that guy's from... It's N I father R O father O de Niro O de Niro. Yeah, so so that's it's it's uh, that was kind of. I, I, did you ever see one of those films and you're like, how the fuck did I ever hear about this movie? Yeah, I remember. I, I kind of I remember seeing that um, Harrison Ford uh, film from the '90s as well. That was unbelievable. What's it called again? Uh, Air Force One. No, no, no. It's spectacularly the good. The one where he's on the Amish? No. The it, Amish place? No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's you, like really famous. It's something with an S. I think he's like, a, he's a witness to something. Yeah, that's, it's called witness and he's an Amish. He is an no, Amish. No, there's two of the, two films. Uh, so The Fugitive, it's called The Fugitive. Oh. Yeah. The Fugitive. I remember watching that 1993 film. Never heard of it. Never heard anything about it. Watched it. And I was like, this is an incredible film mm. um at copland i've never ever heard of it yeah it's funny do you remember we used to go to that italian restaurant joe's every yeah week cav uh, you know i i mm. asked him i was telling him about copland and he, and he said uh man the poster for this film looks like a fake 
movie poster mock-up that the guy who owned Joe's would make. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, a great description. <laughs> um, yeah, a description that no one would all understand. All my favourite actors. They're all men and they're all Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, Stallone just has such... Uh, so, actually, to segue into another kind of corrupt cop film mm-hmm. from there... Okay, so in the cop bad cop rankings that's kind of at that's the top. good that's, that's kind of exactly one. what i want to be looking at okay that's you know that's exactly okay. what i i want to be seeing okay um i think okay so, well, no that's definitely not number one but it's high it, it's, well, it's got new york it's got uh, a host of really good actors mm-hmm. it's got a good cop versus you know 10 of corrupt cops mm-hmm. you got but there's no shooty shooty bang bang i feel like that's kind of what not you really a little bit. but i feel like the good cop bad cop stuff doesn't often have that much shooting it's more kind of mm, tense, you're right tense okay um I'm not going to talk about this film much, but immediately after watching that film, I was just on a complete Stallone buzz. So I put Judge Dredd on straight after because okay. I was like, this is going to be amazing. I haven't seen this in so long. That's a, that's a bad cop film, right? We, well, yeah, the, kind of. Well, the bad judge film, I guess, because mm-hmm. they're judges. Um, uh, that film's bad. Uh, judge Dredd is bad. Yeah. It's got, it actually, it's so interesting. I read about it. It has so much What's potential. What's the premise? It's, it, he's some sort of uh, robot that's built to enforce no, he, He's not law. a robot. He's just a man. It, he, but he basically, it's like in the future and it's like hyper crime future. And yeah. Crime has got so out of control that rather than going through the like judicial process, they just put the judges on the streets so they can okay. hand out sentences there and then on the street. Um. And then, yeah, so they can sentence people to death. So he can just go, the sentences, okay. death. And he kills. Okay, okay, okay. But it's so, it has the potential to be, like, I guess, kind of like a fifth element type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read online, Robert De Niro's in it as a like comic relief. No, not fucking Robert De Niro. <laughs> Rob Schneider. <laughs> oh, really? And uh, he r- makes the film so bad. And then I read on the Wikipedia that... Um, they wanted to make like a kind of a gritty kind of sci-fi movie in Sylvester mm. Stallone kept insisting that they made it a comedy film and then he just kept pushing for them to put more and more jokes in it and stuff and as a result they just made it into the shittest film it's so bad and it could be so good like um there was a film i think called dread that came out that was meant to be really good that was good uh in 2012 which has your one from um Cersei, right lena lena Headey in it uh, mm. that that was that was meant to be really good is that that's from the Judge Dredd canon, right? It is, yeah. It's the same. It's the same comic book thing. Um, okay, so that film's so it has that film's so nice to watch because what was that crazy Indonesian film directed by a it was directed by a Welsh man? Ran? No, no. You know the one where there's just it's got loads of crazy fighting in it. Is it not Ran? Ran? No. Ran is like a. No, it's not Ran. I know what one you're talking about. Where though. they just have to go up the building. Yeah, they go up the building. The yeah, premise yeah. of Judge Dredd is the exact same. Basically, the bad guys in the building are on the very top, and Judge Dredd has to go into the bottom and just climb up every floor of the building. And it's just a very simple premise to follow. Just like he's going higher and higher. What was that film called? I'm, I'm looking up because I, it's it's completely annoying me. Um, fuck. They, I mean, they, there's, I just Google Indonesian action movie. I know there's like 5,000 of those. Uh, best Indonesian action movies. We'll have to edit around this. Best? The Raid. The Raid. Oh, yeah. The Be- Raid. If you haven't seen The Raid, it's probably got the best action you'll, you'll see in a film. It's incredible. Yeah. I'm I'm talking too much, so I'm going to just say one more movie and then I'm going to let well, you Well, okay, so, so, so that's, uh, so we've gone high. You're not, uh, we, we're going through bad cop film and I have, oh, I can do one. I can do one. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so you're, you're, you've put Copland up high, uh, but then down low is, 
uh, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd, very bad. Yeah, Very yeah. bad. Okay. Well, a film that I uh, watched this week is actually a new release. It's an adaptation of the TV show Luther, uh, which is Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Um, start, in this film, uh, it's, it's Idris Elba. His character is this detective who is hyper-intelligent. He can get into the psyche of characters. He's able to mm-hmm. like look at the victim and uh, the way that the person was killed and create a... Uh, sort of identity of the type of person you can go oh it's a male who's at this age and is really into this and he doesn't really use guns he's able to just use his sort of mental powers to kind of like get into people's heads and figure things out and he's also kind of good at fighting is he like kind of Sherlock Holmes kind of thing Mm, I would say he's as close to Sherlock Holmes as you get in sort of a modern detective and um but he's not like information it's all about psychological Mm. analysis of the person uh and then in this film we have the main villain as andy circus in a really funny hairdo um so i love idris elba i absolutely love andy circus and i love the show luther so everything Mm. i I, i'm coming into this very biased to enjoy it okay Mm -hmm. uh i also like action movies that's Uh oh i was like set up to basically what they've done is they've given uh, uh luther like a massive budget um to make a big tv show uh so it's basically Andy Circus is this like sort of tech baddie. He's mm-hmm. a psychopath. He likes uh, finding out bad things about us through, you know, spying on us through phones and stuff like that. And then Ooh. he blackmails uh, certain people to do whatever he wants. So he has kind of control over everything. He has the appearance of like a super villain that can control everything and, you know, make people disappear and put people in jail. And at the mm. start of the film, he gets Luther put in jail. Luther <sighs> is this kind of as as a detective he he often um has to make decisions like he might find some real bad person like you know who's done some horrible things mm. and you know in the 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 heat of the moment the person might get away he often like makes difficult decisions that would probably be not by the book mm-hmm. uh so he's kind of like bad cop you know he's He's sent to jail. All the police kind of go after what you did. Like, how dare you do what you did, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, framed. He was framed. He's well, he's not really framed. Like, they, what he does is revealed, and it's like he he like killed people and stuff like that. Oh god. Um, well, yeah. Okay. So, but like they're baddies. So you're kind of like it's okay. Uh, mm. Anyway, the film uh, is him trying to break out of jail so that he can catch this uh, Andy Serkis character who's just killing people in really ridiculous and horrible, gruesome ways. And mm. he's and he's trying to prey on humanities. We all have an obsession with true crime. We all have an obsession with fascination with gore. And he's trying to say, we're not bad people. You know, you're stop uh, ascribing, you know, your values. Like we like this kind of stuff and and we should be allowed to do it. And he's a real fucking cartoony villain yeah um like no, no no real agenda apart from just like violence and chaos just violence chaos and um and yeah that kind of thing i will say i will say the film is a little bit stupid okay uh it's a little bit stupid that like a lot of it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. um this any circus character is supposed to have a super like incredibly planned intricate plan but mm-hmm. then like he puts himself in really like dangerous scenarios where he's in the middle of like Trafalgar Square or wherever and like he's just standing in front of and he's surrounded in police and then like the way he gets away is he just kind of runs off and like goes into a subway station and gets off gets oh, away yeah. so Classic. it's kind of like a lot of silly stuff like that happens um like the way Luther gets out of jail is also kind of like really stupid it's like that's way too easy uh mm. and like the you know the, 
it, 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 the place that it ends is also really kind of silly. Um, but I gotta say, I really, really liked it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I did. It's, it's what what age rating are we talking here? Is it like fifteens or eighteens? Is it like a kids film? A violence in this. I would I would be surprised if it was wasn't like fifteens or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Speaking on age ratings, this is a massive segue, but uh, did you see that Kanye West posted onto his Instagram yesterday, 21 Jump Street? Yeah, he said like it made him like Jewish people again or something. Yeah, he he basically said, thank you, Jonah Hill, your performance in 21 Jump Street made me uh, start liking Jewish people again. And he posted a a screenshot of the DVD cover of 21 Jump Street. Well, if you zoom in on the age rating, which is, I think, 15s, Mm -hmm. Kanye West has actually chosen the Irish Irish cover of of, uh, 21 Jump Street. Oh, brilliant. It's the Irish. It's films gone on the hair and something like that he's picked. That's so funny. Isn't that funny? That's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, I would say this is... Uh, similar to uh, 21 Jump Street I think it's 15s Would you um, say it made you like Jewish people again? I, yeah, definitely Well, I never stopped liking Jewish people They're wonderful Okay, good um, Anyway, the, the yeah, the film is stupid But I find it quite entertaining As I said, I'm always on the side of, of Idris Elba and Andy Serkis So, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to like it But um, I thought it was stupid It didn't make much of a point Self-aware stupid or... No, I don't think so. I don't think Ooh. it was self-aware. I think it was. I think it really thought it was kind of being smart and making oh, a no. comment on, uh, a comment on like humans and and how much we like violence and all that kind of stuff. But actually, what mm. they've just created is a film, which is very violent, and people are yeah. watching it absent mind, absently. The, the they ca- made it an like a a film that is gratuitously violent, mm. trying to make a comment about gratuitous violence. So it didn't really work. It's like the Cannibal Holocaust. You know about that movie? No. Cannibal Holocaust is like this horror film and it's supposed to be like a critique on, I get, I think it's supposed to be like a critique on documentary, documentary filmmakers who go and, um, exploit, you know, mm. uh, indigenous people and stuff and kind of get them to do stuff on camera for, for mm. the just for, you know, with no honest intentions, yeah. just to purely get footage of them. But then in making that movie, they just made like the grossest film yeah, ever. They I think it's their, very like that. Like yeah. with, the, or with Scorsese's film, it's not like, you know, Scorsese's film Wolf of Wall Street is very much, he's not trying to say these people are amazing. Mm. Uh, it's very clear that he's not, but most people watched that film and were like, oh my God, those guys are awesome. Yeah, you know? I, it's it's not like that because like this film, I think was trying to do it and failed to do it. Whereas mm. I think Scorsese probably did do it, just the masses didn't get it. I'd say like, yeah, that I th- I've definitely said this in the pod before, but I came away from Wolf of Wall Street thinking being rich seems class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, that's that's uh, what I thought of the film. Uh, so bad, bad cop movie. It was a good. It was a bad film that I quite enjoyed. I oh, think yeah. that's uh, that's how I'd rate it. Fair enough. The, so the best, the I think that in in terms of cop corruption films, the best one out there is Serpico, starring Al Pacino. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, Serpico! I've heard of this. Man, it's so good. It's based on a real. He's. It's based on a real guy, and it's like. Uh, he joins the police force. He just wants to do good, honest police work. But then when he joins, the police guys are like, they, I never really understood the crime that they were doing, but they basically had some kind of protection racket, basically, where they'd go around and collect money from all these guys. And they send Al out to do the collection. And then he's like, I don't want to, I don't want any part in this. And then they're kind of like, what the fuck? And they're like, you have to, you have to do it. Like, you have to, uh, 
you have to take part. And they're basically kind of bullying him into doing it. Mm. And then he's like, listen, I'll come on the collection rounds, but I don't want any of the money. And they're like, I just want you to split all the rest of the money because I don't, I don't want this. And then, um, the, and then he gets transferred. He's like, I don't want any part in this. And then he gets transferred to another place. And okay. then the exact same thing is happening in the other place. Okay. He gets transferred again. And okay. then the exact same thing is happening in the other place again. And the whole film is him kind of trying his best to go through the correct bureaucratic process of um, raising the alarm and just constantly reaching these blocks the whole way and him getting increasing. No one cares. No one cares. Or people are like, yeah, shut up. Like, why are you even mm. talking about this? Like, you shouldn't talk about this stuff. Mm. So it's definitely, there's there's no shoot. Well, th- yeah, there's no shooting. Around. It's not an action film. It's just mm. like Al Pacino being really cool. And like, it's okay. in New York in the 70s. He plays... A, one of my favorite things about the film first is just got it's a cool really cool story mm. you know there's lots of like scumbag cops and they're yeah. like you gotta take your share man what the fuck you gotta take it and all this <laughs> stuff which is great but he plays an undercover cop and he wears like 60 different outfits throughout the whole film and some of them are so okay oh, i made that up uh, the 60s random you can watch a youtube clip that shows every single outfit that he wears he wearing all these outfits? because he like i guess because he's undercover he wears but like some of them are so funny like he he <laughs> just wears the craziest clothes and like literally <laughs> i feel like in no two scenes does he wear the same clothing and he just looks so funny in all of these like really eccentric he's kind of supposed to be because he's got long hair and he's kind of supposed to be like a hippie guy on top of him um not want to take the money he also like does ballet classes and he's into like classical music and you know he uh he has like a pet parrot and stuff he's kind of an eccentric funny dude so he's kind of like stylish and wears like hippie clothes and stuff. why is he a cop uh because he he wants yeah that's what he always says he's like i just want to do my job i just want to fight crime but you guys are making me do all this shit. And uh, yeah, it's class. It's okay. just Al Pacino really being real good. Like, Is he being very Al Pacino? Or is I he feel being like this is maybe before he'd really gone, in, gone into being Al Pacino. He's not okay. like shouting and going nuts. Okay, okay. He's like just being a very good actor. Okay. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. And then there's a bit of, which is nice, you know, and sometimes people people get too dedicated to their cause and then you're kind of like oh is he going a bit too far now you know what i mean is mm. he you know it's mm. always good to bring this into question okay 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 so it's not a classic like uh lines are drawn between it's, it's more blended mm, and mm, mm. Who, who's goody who's baddie yeah well the baddies are clearly baddies but is he you know is he obsessed mm, yeah i think in terms of the in terms of the cop film genre mm. corrupt cop film genre mm. that's the best one it's so good. I think and it's it, serious. Like, it's a good, serious film. It's, okay, okay. Well, I see there he was nominated for Best Actor for it. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. he was nominated for Best Actor. So, I mean, it sounds like it's, it's uh, you know, it's a, it's a of high cultural value. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have even been added to the uh, Library of Congress. Well, you know, sometimes for being culturally and historically, aesthetically important or whatever. Really? Do you not ever see that? On, sometimes on, if you look on a Wikipedia for a film that's really good, the standard line is like, this was added to the Library of Congress for being uh, culturally and historically, aesthetically important or something. It's a standard fucking thing. You, all, you I don't know if you it. see it so much on Wikipedia, but it used to be the standard. If you Damn. ever look at a footballer, a good footballer uh, and their Wikipedia, the standard phrase you see is, is regarded as one of the best players in the world at the moment or something like that. It's like oh. there's about 200 players who have that in their Wikipedia. And the when you see a really like good film from whenever... 
that was the line as well. It was all, it's always oh. in the Wikipedia. I'll see if I, I'll post it on the Instagram. It's Do you really funny. That, like the, apparently, like Bruce Willis was awarded like the French Medal of Honor for yeah. his performance in The Fifth Element because yeah. French people love that film so much. <laughs> That's class. I love that. Yeah, he's probably yeah. like there beside like Charles de Gaulle, like Napoleon, and then Bruce Legion Willis. Dunneau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the Legion of Honor is? Yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so nice. <laughs> oh man, I saw a video online uh, on on Twitter of. of Bruce Willis and it's his birthday and he was uh, all his family were just singing happy birthday to him and it was just so nice to see like he seems really like uh you know he's up on his feet and he's walking around but he seems to be you know he has like uh I don't know communication seems quite difficult for him Oh now. really? Yeah, yeah. It's I quite so. advanced like Yeah. Well, wow. I mean he he seems really happy and chirpy and stuff. Um he's a real but it was really nice to see. It was a very heartwarming video because mm. he's kind of disappeared and it's nice sometimes when there's these big stars and stuff like that happens to them. Like they, they kind of disappear and they don't want to tarnish the memory or whatever, but it's actually yeah, yeah. really nice to see him just out there living his life. And he's, and he seems delighted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Very sad. Mm. Um, can I do one final one just on the yeah. cops? Internal Affairs starring Richard Gere. This is actually the first one I watched and it's mm-hmm. because your roommate Rory um, reviewed it on Letterboxd. Richard Gere is cop. This, can we just say Internal Affairs is based on, a Korean film? No. The Departed is based on a Korean film called Internal Affairs. Yeah. This is an American film called Internal Affairs, which is not related to The Departed or the Korean version of Internal Affairs. Okay, okay. All right. It's starring this guy. He's like, he's a cool, he's got a cool, f- Andy Garcia. Do you know who he is? He's cool. He's a cool actor. He's got, a, I like how he looks. I like how he acts. Um, You know, he's a cool guy. But. Okay. Richard Gere's the bad cop. Richard Gere's a baddie. Yeah, which is what I found so interesting. You you wouldn't see that very often. You're you're very attracted to uh, Richard Gere, would you say? Yeah, I love him. (laughs) (laughs) No, just seeing him be all like... Bad cop. I'm bad, I'm bad, Richard. You're kind of like, oh, he does it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but this film, it's... uh, Yeah, Richard Gere is like... I don't even know. It's funny. He's doing like a level of crime that like cops clearly wouldn't be involved in. He's like... I don't know. I don't know what cops are doing, but he's he's a he's a he's a he's a, a guy. And then I find it so funny in these movies, like the Internal Affairs mm. guys. That's like the guy at Ombudsman. Yeah, like it's not glamorous. Imagine a film called Ombudsman. Called Garda Ombudsman. We should we should. That's make what that. this film is called. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so like I feel like they're so they make out that like. The internal affairs of the cops are the cops, and they like will do anything to catch the bad cops yeah. and stuff. I'd say in reality they're just like, ugh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess cops are notoriously look out for each other, and they're just this kind of like brotherhood of of like you know sweeping stuff under the carpet and all that kind of stuff. Even the ombudsman, like, wasn't that a big thing? There was that big whistleblower in Ireland with the guardie. Mm. What was his name again? Kainanong. Kainanong. But he was he was he was like. Trying for years to kind of say how corrupt the police were, and he was, and he was, he was, you know, uh, the cops treated him real bad because he was like a sort of whistleblower person trying to get stuff done mm. through the proper methods, and like he was absolutely, absolutely made his life hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think generally that that plot is quite good in, in like Serpico or whatever in terms of like the person, try, the agitator who's trying to kind of be the good cop is. Mm. I think generally, I think the good thing about corrupt cop films is cops tend to be quite corrupt so it's mm. good it's a good thing because it's something we know about and we're kind of like you know yeah the, this one is it's quite similar to Serpico but Serpico is more realistic whereas this mm. one is like there's like a lot of sh- 
shooting and like action and shit okay. and like uh yeah it's a lot more 90s action fast paced like mm. and you know kind of sleazy 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 stuff going okay, on okay, okay. it's not just kind of fat white guys like taking money off okay shops um mm-hmm. but it's very good and it also brings into a bit where like the the, the goody becomes so obsessed with um so obsessed with catching Richard Gere that he kind of becomes kind of bad and then you're like and then in the I end like it's kind of like it gets very murky over like who is okay. actually the bad one there's a really weird scene where the, the good guy um boxes his girlfriend in the face at Jesus. a work party in the middle of a restaurant and uh it's quite shocking and then she seems to forgive him for it like almost instantly which I find just very weird that, that shit is always the the like <laughs> just like this script was written by a man yeah uh, but like he, <laughs> she's at a work party and he shows up and he's he's annoyed at her for mm. valid reasons to be fair but then he like boxes her in the in the head and she gets like knocked out in front of all of her work colleagues <laughs> and then they just go home to the same house and then the next day he's like i'm so sorry and then they like kiss and you're like man that's like that's not an I'm so sorry moment. Jesus. <laughs> like that is really that's yeah. That's, that's potentially like yeah, maybe like get the police involved. Police involved. Um but anyway, other than that. Okay, so movie. internal affairs, where does that rank? That ranks kind of yeah, below middle. Copland and thing, middle. middle. You know, it's not okay. an amazing film, but so if, if you just if people are gonna start their uh corrupt cop journey, where would you start? I would go Copland. I'd probably go Internal Affairs first because it's a nice, easy intro. Mm. You get a taste for it. Then Copland because mm. that's kind of same era, but a bit more. And then I'd go Serpico because Serpico is a bit more of a connoisseur's okay. choice. And then you know? I'm going to say, because it's not when you watch Training Day, I think is... Uh, is that got Denzel Washington? Denzel Washington, Oscar-winning performance, uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, and it's his first day. And um, and it's, it's an incredible film. Uh, one of my favorites when I was a teenager. I think Neil's... My brother, I think he loves that film. Mm. And he watches like, I think he's watched five films in his mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them. And he really likes it. Um, okay, so that's it for Cop Bad Cop Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might do a good cop week at some point. Um, but uh, Are thank- there many good cop films? I yeah, I guess. Of course there are. I mean, most of them are. Most yeah, of them are they like all are. A good cop trying his best. Um, yeah. they're, all that, they're all that kind of film. Taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess is Die Hard bad cop the the, the guy the yeah. guy in Die Hard do you know the, what's his name uh, he helps he helps Bruce Willis and he's like the, he's like the good cop but then mm. uh, he's been relegated to street duty and they're like why did they take your gun off you and he's like I shot a child what that's what happens in Die Hard they're like what what happened We're like why did Bruce Willis is like why did they take your gun off you or whatever and he's just like smiling and he's like ah well you know I kind of shot a kid and then Bruce goes. Hi. Hey, we enough. all make mistakes. That's what it is. It's like, yeah. hey, we all make mistakes. It's insane. It's actually insane, but it's probably the most accurate um, uh, of the cop films. Mm. Anyway, r- r- rambling slightly here. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, mm. If you want to send us any reviews, please do. Uh, you can just DM them on our Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, which is Popcorn Boys Pod, I think. Um, uh, for any films, if you disagreed with us, please uh, let us know. And. Um, if you want to vote on the uh, who is right about Brendan Fraser poll, go to our Instagram right now and you can click it in our stories. This will be up for the next 24 hours. This podcast is going out on a Sunday, so you don't have that long. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you wanted to add? No. 
No, nope. I'm going to see Infinity Bill on Tuesday. That'll be pretty good. Okay, cool. Well, we'll talk about that another time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of love and fair enough. Fair enough.